People do not decide their futures, they decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. Welcome to the Minimalist Home Podcast, where you can declutter your mind for a happier and healthier life. I am Robin. I am a mom to three awesome teen boys. I'm a registered nurse. I'm married to a great guy, and I have three awesome cats. But our house has 80% ADHD. So join us on our journey to understand why clutter invades our lives with a dose of light and chatty humor. Because let me tell you, in this house, since we've decluttered, life is simpler. Not 100% easier, but simpler. We are going to explore practical tips, spiritual insights, and real life stories to break free from the chaos. I'm going to have some awesome guests on and sometimes some awesome co-hosts. So hit that subscribe button as we embark on this unique adventure. Welcome to the Minimalist Home Podcast. Well, hello and welcome back. I am very excited to talk to you today because just around the corner is a brand new year. And this is the time where a lot of us start thinking about making some changes. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I am going to be tidying up while I record this or while this is playing for you so that you are not just looking at me sitting here. Okay. So I want to talk to you about an incredible quote that I saw and I absolutely loved it. And it is by F.M. Alexander. And they quote, people do not decide their futures, they decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. I think this is so incredibly accurate for myself in my own life. Because when I have been consistent with certain positive habits, things start moving in the right direction for what I want. Even if I think, and I'm just going to use exercise as an example here, although I think a lot of you probably are here because you want to declutter or tidy up your homes or maintain the decluttered home you have. But for me, it's very easy to just use exercise as an example. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, whether or not you're working on that. Now I, in my, and I'm just going to say like in my family, Alzheimer's is a very big thing. So I view exercise as a way to try to like prevent or postpone that for myself. If I have those genes, I don't want to know. Anyway. So one of the biggest things I've realized is that having significant good habits in my life really can help me get to my goals. Now, one of the best habits, and I've tried many things. But one of them, of course, would be exercising every day. Now, that sounds easy to do. And it's the same as like, I'm going to declutter every day. But are you going to declutter every day? And how are you going to? And are you going to remember? Now, for me, I have ADHD and three out of my uh, four family members that live with us have ADHD as well. So remembering things can be a challenge. Now, for a while, I would get up in the morning before the kids even got up for school and I would exercise. Now, some people, they love that. I don't love it that much. I find it very hard to get going. I find it hard. My body doesn't like it. My body wants to eat. My body wants, you know, it wants tea. I want tea. That's not how I want to start my day. Um, now for 
what I've realized is that I've gone through different stages where what then what I would do is I would drop the kids off at school and come home and exercise. Now, what I did there was I anchored that habit to an activity that was happening every day that I wasn't going to forget. Like I wasn't going to forget to take the kids to school and I wasn't going to forget to come home. So once I started saying like, okay, I'm going to exercise when I get home. And I think honestly, for the first few days, it, it I forgot, right? So I would have to put a reminder, like whether it was a no or just leaving my workout clothes out or leaving my workout clothes the night before. So in the morning, when I would get up to get the kids ready, I would have them to put on. And then when I got back, I would be like, okay, I'm still in my workout clothes. So I would go ahead and exercise. So I knew that that was a really great way for me to keep that habit going. And you could do that with decluttering if you wanted to, and you could be like, I'm going to drop my kids off and then I'm going to declutter. Or you could say, after I have my breakfast, I'm going to declutter. How are you going to remember to do that? You need to figure that out. Now, what motivates you? Figure that out too. One of the things that I often do is I put reminders in my phone and it might seem silly to put a reminder in your phone to declutter, but if you're going to forget otherwise, just do it and then try to anchor it to some sort of activity. I now, and, and the thing is, don't expect that. Okay. So you're like, I'm going to declutter when I, after I come home from dropping off the kids, well say that you're like, that actually is a super inconvenient time. Or when you get home from work, you're like, ah, that doesn't work. Reevaluate things. So at the moment I am declutter, or I am actually working out when I'm done work for the day. And it took a while for a long time, for years, I would work out after I dropped the kids off at school. But now I am working out around five o'clock every day. And that works out really well for me. So it's okay to modify things. Now, this is an example of a habit that can be really beneficial. And anchoring it to something that we like is great. I also love the idea of this time of year looking at what priorities we have that might create a strong and positive future. Now, if you every year or every month or whatever, you think I'm going to get this house decluttered, but then another year goes by and it doesn't happen. We want to recognize like, are we identifying those priorities properly? And what I mean by that is perhaps what you're saying is I want to declutter my house, but you're not actually looking at it on a deeper level. Like why do you want to declutter your house? And I love the idea of getting out a piece of paper and writing down why you want to make some kind of positive change. So for me, for fitness, for example, I was like, number one, I don't want to get Alzheimer's or, you know, one brain person said you postpone it until after you die. That would be great. If I have that gene, it seems like there's a strong connection though in my family because my grandpa, him and all of his siblings had it. There were like five of them. So I, although, you know, there's still other genes in my system. So maybe I don't have that one. I don't know, but that was part of it. Don't get Alzheimer's. I also want to feel good, feeling good physically. I feel really good when I exercise. I also feel really good mentally when I exercise. Um, I'm, in my mid forties. So I'm dealing with sort of hormonal changes. So being able to keep on top of that is really helpful as well. So I really 
have written down those priorities. Why do I want to get fit? So for you, say you wanted to clutter your home. Why do you want to declutter your home? And you can't just like, and you might put, you can start by writing down, like the clutter is driving me nuts. Well, how is the clutter driving you nuts? Like, how do you feel when you walk through the door? Do you feel really overwhelmed? Do you feel stressed? Would you, and how would you like to feel? Would you like to walk through your front door and be like, oh gosh, I'm home. And this is so nice. This house is decluttered. There are no piles everywhere. And whenever I go to clean, it's so much easier. I don't have to move a bunch of stuff around. I just need to, you know, move a little bit of furniture or something like that. I really like that idea of recognizing how you want to feel. So write down how you feel about what is happening and then how you want to feel. Also, how is that clutter impacting you? Like I said, maybe you are feeling like it's, it makes it really hard to clean, or maybe you feel bad about yourself because you've been trying to declutter for your a while. And you're like, why do I still have this clutter? Like this always, it just makes me feel so bad. And I just want to feel good. Uh, you could also put down that it makes it hard to find things like anything that it it impacts you negatively, write that down and then write how great it's going to be. Once you do declutter, I love the idea of writing down how you envision moving through your house and through your day without that clutter there, because a lot of people, we get really used to having that clutter around us when it actually is, it's almost like you just become immune to something. It's like boiling a frog, which is just the worst thing. Apparently you can go ahead and put a frog in cold water and then just slowly increase the temperature. And then they don't even ever jump out because it's not, there's never a shock. It's just so gradual. And it can be like that for many things, but it can also be like that for things like clutter. We just accumulate more and more stuff. We may have just been brought up with that. A lot of the things I talk about so often is the generational stuff in my, you know, I've talked to my mom and my grandparents, my grandparents grew up or started growing up. I don't exactly know the dates, but for in the depression era, when there was way less stuff and there honestly just was less stuff back then. Anyway, in the thirties and the forties and the fifties, there was just less stuff. And then as time went on, manufacturing got cheaper. A lot of things started being made with plastic, all of that was really the, it culminated the perfect storm for creating a, a culture that consumed so much stuff, but on top of, of consuming stuff, because as humans we're designed to collect things, because if you look back over, you know, centuries or millennia of human existence, I honestly don't know how far back humans go, but if you look at that, what would, what would the Neanderthals do? They would be collecting things. So if they came across, you know, a jacket, I mean, they wouldn't, but say they did, they would keep it right. Even though it maybe doesn't fit or they don't like it, you know, whatever that the need for decluttering didn't exist. So on a psychological level, it's, it's kind of hard for our brains to really even understand why we're doing this. Yet at the same time, 
we just consumed and collected so much stuff. Plus being raised by people who had been through the depression or whatever other eras that impacted their ability to let things go or to even recognize it, that can leave a lot of us with a lot of stuff. I mean, I grew up uh, in the 80s and the 90s, and there was just a lot of stuff. There was the Christmases. I remember just how far out from the tree the presents went, taking pictures and being like, oh my gosh, look at this. I mean, there were a lot of people at my grandparents' house in, in all fairness. But what does that mean? And what does that, that tell us psychologically? So the point being, write this down. How is that affecting you? And actually, this is one of the things we're going to be talking about in my Inside Out Challenge, which starts on January 2nd, and it goes January 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. You are going to choose an area of your home to declutter during that time. You can choose whatever you want. I know somebody who's going to do digital clutter. I know somebody who's going to do a junk drawer. I mean, you can choose any area. So we're going to get to the decluttering process, but we're also going to go inside. So it's called the inside out challenge. So we're going to look at how you're feeling during that time, how you're feeling when you suddenly are like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to declutter that we're going to go like, okay, so why did that happen? Even though you're not using it, why is it hard for you to declutter this? It's going to be super duper fun. There's an optional Facebook group. There are a bunch of other great things that are going to happen. Uh, we're going to do some amazing visualizations. I love doing these challenges. I, uh, you can sign up at minimalisthome.ca slash inside out. And it's going to be a blast. And I really hope you join. Okay. So getting back to the importance of identifying the priorities for creating an amazing future. So you recognize, okay, so the clutter is bothering me. And what would I like to see in the future? I want to see a clean home. Then I need to declutter. This is now a priority. This is no longer something we're just occasionally doing or no longer something where we're going to like devote a whole weekend to declutter. No, no, no. First of all, I don't like devoting a whole weekend to declutter because I feel like it just leaves a really bad taste in our mouths and it just makes us feel like, uh, because we might, you know, spend a weekend doing a bunch of decluttering and then six months later or three months later or one month later, we're back where we started. And then we're like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like such a failure. I really wish that I had just gotten a bunch of I, I could keep this going. I feel so bad. And that's not what we want. The point is that we're making a change, like a change for the rest of your life. This is your environment, food, water, and shelter. Environment falls under shelter. You want your shelter to support you. So the link between a clutter-free environment and mental well-being, it's there have been several studies that have shown even mothers are much happier when we're in a decluttered home. And I know for me, myself, what actually got me started on my decluttering journey, I think it was around five years ago, was I read an article, it was right around this time of year. And it said that women are affected by clutter more than men. And I think that that is on a deep uh, psychological, physiological level. And we feel like the work is never done. And that doesn't mean that you never stop working, but what it means is you sit down and you feel bad because you're like, oh gosh, like the kitchen's dirty or there's this or there's that. Have you ever 
after Christmas or after any time of getting gifts gone, oh my gosh, where am I going to put this stuff? And then you end up with full cupboards and full closets. So then you start piling things outside. This can just be such a burden for so many of us. And what I love is when you start even making little changes with your decluttering, you can create an amazing change, even just a little bit, it will feel so much better. And I love just creating that comfortable, stress-free, peaceful living space. It just feels so good. And I just, even just the thought of, because like just getting over the holidays right now, even though I have decluttered my home, there still is just extra stuff around. And how easy it is to put gifts away now is great. How easy it is to tidy up the house, even though with Christmas, there you know, there's a little bit of extra stuff around. And I am minimalist light. Like I'm not an extreme minimalist. I am that random minimalist that just happens to have five Christmas trees. Only three of them are full size, but I live on the side of the mountain. It's dark. We like to have the extra light. But that being said, I still have things that I like, but I make sure that my environment supports me, that it's soothing, that it is peaceful. When I come home, I'm not like, oh, I used to work in the emergency department as an emergency nurse. Now I work just in the wound care clinic as a nurse there, but I would come home. People were having the worst day of their life or they were in a lot of pain or whatever. It was a very stressful job. And instead of getting to snuggle my husband and my kids, I would just be like, oh my gosh, the stress, this house is bothering me. And they'd be like, why are you cleaning? And I'd be like, I just, I just want to try to make some movement on this house. But really I was just shuffling stuff around and that's really, really hard. Um, and so what I love the idea now is when you say, okay, so my priority is I want to declutter my house this year. And I love the idea for you to ask yourself, who do I need to be in order to get that done? Who do I need to be to have a decluttered house? So you could, if you wanted to say, I want to be like Robin and how, what would Robin do? So for me, I used to, when I would come home, you know, just as an example, I used to come home with a pile of mail and just set it down. And I remember we used to have this dresser at the front door of our old house and there was just piles of mail in it. And we, there was one time when I was decluttering, I actually have this in a video where I came across a stale dated check. It was like 15 years old. Actually, it was like 16 years old from when our first son was born. It was a $500 check and it got lost in paperwork because we just never dealt with our paperwork. So now as a person who is a minimalist light, who has, you know, created a lot of healthy, great habits, not all, I certainly am not perfect. And my house certainly does still get messy as you are seeing, as you are cleaning, watching me clean. If you're watching this on YouTube, I put that on while um, I'm chatting, but I will come home now with the mail and I will open all of the envelopes up and I'd say 90% of it gets recycled immediately, like the envelopes and just any junk mail, whatever, anything that needs to be dealt with, I will put on my desk 
And then anything that needs to be shredded gets put right in the shredder. And quite often I will say, okay, this does not need to come to me in the mail. It's a waste of paper. It's a waste of everything. And I will go log into whatever account it is and say, like, deliver it to me via email. Now, digital clutter is a whole different topic. It is certainly a real thing. It certainly stresses a lot of us out. I'm not going to get into that, but that is another thing where you do need to say like, what would a decluttered minimalist person do around this stuff? So I love the idea of you asking yourself, what would a person who is a minimalist light or just lives in a decluttered house, how would they go to bed at night? Now you might be like, well, how can I act like that when I still have clutter around and I still have piles here and I still have like jammed closets here? Don't worry. Don't let that stress you out because the thing is you are now just acting like that person and what you will recognize and hopefully start doing is saying like, all right, I'm going to actually spend 15 minutes and really 15 minutes a day, that's 90 hours a year. Think about how much you could declutter if you just spent 90 hours a year decluttering. And on top of that, you had the healthy habits to not bring more clutter in and to keep clutter at bay. You could get so far. So if you're going to bed at night, yes, there may be still be some clutter and you're going to be like, that's fine because I am working on it and there is a plan. But you might say, I'm going to clean my kitchen. I'm going to wipe the counters. I'm going to turn on the dishwasher or whatever. Now I'm going to tell you that is my habit at night. But last week I actually went to bed with a messy kitchen. I had gone to Christmas or I had gone to Costco. It was right before Christmas. It was stressing me out. And I just was like, I'm going to bed. I had hoped my family would tidy. They did a bit, but not to my standards. And that's okay. Because the thing is, progress does not mean that we're perfect all of the time. Consistency does not mean that we are perfect all of the time. But it's those habits that when we do them 90% of the time or 95% of the time that help us to actually get the stuff we want to get done, done. Now I'd love for you to reflect on maybe like what you'd like to see, maybe what your values are, your identity and habits that will align with your goals. So write that down. I love the idea of you listening to this and being like, I'm so encouraged. I'm going to write this down. I do this sometimes when I listen to podcasts, it kind of annoys me. I don't get to because I will be like cooking and be like, Oh, now I got to wash my, wash the chicken off my hands. And I got to write this down, but it's great because these are the ways that we can make changes and, and really just recognize that by slowly transforming your identity. I'm not saying overnight being like, oh, I am a person who doesn't do this and who does this. That is kind of a recipe for disaster. It's small little changes that can have such a big difference, like eat, like boiling a frog, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Maybe we're just boiling a potato or something that's less kind of gross than that. So I'd love for you to just identify some healthy habits you can do to help support yourself, physical well-being, exercise. You know, I'm not saying you need to be like lifting weights or anything, but even just like a nice little walk, getting enough sleep, getting enough nutrition, because if you're eating like a bunch of sugar and you're not getting sleep, it's going to be really hard to start slowly ad adopting those new habits, like doing a little bit of decluttering every day. 
start thinking positive. One of my very favorite books, and I will link this below, is called You Are a Badass. And it is by Jen Sincero. It is an absolutely incredible book. She is so good at just being like, your mindset is what will get you to where you want to go. So if you're thinking, okay, I've been decluttering for so long and I'm still not getting anywhere. The problem is the mindset. And it's not your fault because this is like really not something that was talked about for a very, very long time. So you can do this. And I am just super duper proud of you for even just being like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to do this. You can seek accountability, find a friend. You can join the minimalist home Facebook group, join the inside out challenge. There will be people there to help keep you accountable. We are going to, um, be active in the group every day. After that, I'm going to have the untangled, um, our untangled membership open and you can join, you can get lots of fun there. There's actually, uh, they call it team 15 for every day for 15 minutes, they do something and they post it. It's absolutely incredible. It's so fun. They just, they warm my heart. I love it. One lady, she actually joined the membership and she said, I had decluttered so much, but I just couldn't quite get that last little bit. And she joined it. She did the mindset portion. And after three months, she was like, I'm good. And she left. And I was like, great. That's exactly what I want to see is somebody who has reached their goals. And then it's like, all right, I'm good. I'm good at maintenance and I'm going to go. I think that's so helpful. So really, I think that the habits that we have really do determine our future. Remember that quote from before from FM Alexander. People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. Absolutely incredible and so, so encouraging. And just comment below any great habits that you have. You can comment on YouTube if you're watching this or come on the Facebook group and comment. That will be linked underneath the podcast. Uh, please rate and review, leave anything um, on the Facebook groups. Any kind of review is super duper helpful. I love seeing what you post in the, on Facebook or on YouTube. So many platforms. Oh my gosh. I hope you have an amazing new year and that your Christmas was peaceful and calm. You can find me on my website and my blog at minimalisthome.ca starting to get some posts up there. Very fun. We also, you can find me on YouTube at Minimalist Home and Instagram Minimalist Home, please. I hope something great happens for you today. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time. Bye.